Hey friend, Graham Baldwin here with The Speaker Lab. Hey, wouldn't it be nice if someone gave you the exact process to find and book more speaking gigs in 2024? That'd be nice, right? Well, I'll tell you what, we're just gonna do that for you. We've created a new 18-page guide based on Dan Irvin's process that helped him actually book over $100,000 in speaking gigs in the past year. Now, Dan is one of our uh, team members here. He's this, a very successful speaker and also one of our coaches. And so you're gonna learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, proposal emails, and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps. Again, that's plural, thespeakerlab.com slash steps. We're going to send you that PDF guide right to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps. That's it. That's all you got to do. Go there. Hey, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. You're awesome. Hey, what's up, friends? Grant Baldwin here. Welcome back to the Speaker Lab podcast. So good to have you here with us today on episode 315. We've got a great show for you today as we are continuing our series on student success stories here at the Speaker Lab. Today, we're going to be talking with and highlighting Ilana Golan, who helps executives grow in their careers in all sorts of different ways, everything from performing better to reinventing themselves. Now, listen, if you've ever struggled with the idea of charging money for your talks, you're definitely going to want to listen to this episode because Alana was in the exact same spot not that long ago. And as you're going to hear her say, she did so much speaking for free, she actually started feeling like a sucker who people were taking advantage of. So how did she go from that to making six figures a year from speaking? We're going to talk all about that. We're also going to talk about why you don't always need to find the biggest keynotes to make an impact. I think that's something that we all need to be reminded of from time to time. It's a really fun episode. I think you're going to get a lot out of it. So let's get right into it. Here's my conversation with a student, Elana Golan of the Speaker Lab. Enjoy. Hey, what's up, friends? Welcome back. Graham Baldwin here. Today, we are joined by Miss Ilana Golan, and we're going to be talking about her speaking journey. So, Ilana, thanks for uh, hanging out with us today. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Love being here. Thank you. All right. So, uh, well, first of all, you've got a bit of an accent we were just talking about. So, talk to us about where where are you from originally? I'm from Israel, uh, but I'm in California now. Um, And like I said, we're under fires here, and everything is yellow, and it went pitch dark so all the electricity is out um so i'm like sitting outside smoking whatever it is <laughs> outside and well you're not smoking whatever it is right now there's stuff around, around you that's smoking <laughs> it's all around me yeah you're like in california so we got to clarify these things so yeah no i'm sorry yes so now, now i'm curious i asked about the accent because i know a lot of speakers uh are very self-conscious of, of an accent they have or they feel like it, it is a detriment uh how, how have you thought about your own accent as a speaker you know what? You do your best and you're going to be resourceful about it and you're going to show up and you're going to smile and you're going to do whatever you can. And, you know, and I was like, worst case, you want to do it another time? We'll do it another time. There's something that you can control. There's something that you can't. So be aware of it and don't let the things that you can't control, like totally like bold on you because there's so many things that you could do. So we're yeah. good. We're Good. pretty awesome. So. Good. So, all right. One of you, first of all, let's start by giving just kind of a snapshot of your business. So talk to us about who do you speak to? What do you speak about? How does speaking fit into your business? Sure. So um, right now I help executives uh, grow in their career, um, basically reinvent themselves, leap to leadership or um, start their own businesses. And speaking is a phenomenal platform for you to A, give value 
but also to gain momentum, gain visibility, gain clients. So mm -hmm. it's been amazing. Um, so I speak a lot to executives, I speak to corporates about how to grow, uh, how people can grow within the organization, be more motivated, you know, perform better. And I also talk in, in conferences about really how you can reinvent yourself and continue leaping in your career. Because honestly, we're going to leap every single, you know, year or two. Yeah. And nobody teaches that. And it's a skill. So is, is the speaking that you're doing primarily is like lead generation for the coaching and consulting stuff that you're doing on the side? I, I would say it's both. I mean, it's inspirational, motivational, but also it's, it's a lead generation for sure. Um, but I also look at it as just a way for you to impact thousands of people. And there's not a lot of feelings that can actually like uh, compete with that. Yeah. So, uh, and so for context sake, how much speaking are you doing? Uh, and, and, and what, what does that look like? Um, so let's say last year I probably made, I don't know, around six figures from, from speaking. So I do do oh. quite a bit. Um, I can say that, um, I owe you grant a lot because I didn't. So I don't know if this is my time to say this, but when I, I literally searched, how do I get freaking paid to speak? Because I was like always the one who was the sucker that was volunteering repeatedly and all the organization kept coming, you know, Ilana, I know you speak so well, come to speak. And I wouldn't even think of charging them money. And after a while, I was just like, this is, this doesn't make any sense. Like, <laughs> so I literally Googled, um, I Google, how do you get paid to speak? And Grant came up. So you came up literally like cold turkey. And I jumped on your webinar and I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to try this. And there's a few things that people don't realize. First of all, when people pay you to speak, mm -hmm. they take it more seriously. Like the organization themselves We'll take it more seriously to figure out what the goals are to, you know, what they want out of the, out of the talk, what is the keynote supposed to do? And, you know, just by being paid to speak, you're actually outperforming yourself if you weren't, if you would come free. So it's actually worth for the organization to pay. So it initially, so I just kept on bumping the price and, um, and, you know, I know that it moves the needle. I know teams perform better afterwards. They're inspired. They're motivated. They're, mm -hmm. you know, do better. And it's the best feeling ever. So you gave me a big gift, Grant. That's cool. Let's go. Uh, I want to go back in time, but even before you came across us, so what were you doing uh, prior to speaking in, in, in your career? Um, so I'm a techie. I'm an nerdy. So I'm an engineer that kind of moved up the ladders in corporates and startups. So, um, you know, uh, kind of moved all the way to vice president. And I was invited as a vice president to speak on tech and all sort of stuff. And then I'm an entrepreneur who had an exit. So I then started being, you know, speaking about entrepreneurship. And then I went to the dark side of investment. Um, and I'm an investor today in over 80 companies. So I went to speak about how is it being in both sides of the table. And all of these are great. Um, and they're, again, great impact, great platform, but they don't pay at all, yeah. right? Um, and what worse is not only that they don't pay, but, um, they could invite you and then 
five people show up and they're like, I'm sorry, not a lot of people showed up. I'm like, if this would have cost you even $100, you would have bothered to cancel. So this doesn't make sense, right? So I think this was even worse for me. So it wasn't so much about the money as it was people are not taking you serious when you're free. Yeah, so, that makes a lot of sense. That's a great. That's a great point. So you, it sounds like you were doing a bunch of speaking, or maybe some speaking, just as a result. Yeah. It's kind of a byproduct of your job and some of the different work that you were doing already. And hey, you already, you know, kind of a, a face or a voice in this space. So come speak at our conference or event. Uh, as you're speaking at these different things, uh, part of what you, you kind of alluded to there was you wanted organizations and groups to take it more seriously. And so therefore having some skin in the game and, and money on the line. But was there also something for you where you're just like, this is fun. I would love to do more of this, but yeah. I'm not running a nonprofit. I, I, I know I need to eat and live indoors. I need to make a, a living somehow. Is there a way to make a living from speaking? Or how are you starting to think about this is fun and I would love to do more of it, but doing it for free, the math doesn't work. So how do you start to think about what the, what the opportunities could be? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't think I ever saw myself as a full-time only speaker mm-hmm. to that extent, mm-hmm. but I did want to make it, first of all, I saw it as a huge platform for spreading your words. Um, I did want to get paid for that. Uh, I think it also makes you feel better when you're paid for that. You don't, you know, you yep. don't feel like a sucker. Like you just feel better about it. Um, and I knew that if you do it right, or I listened to your webinar and I knew that if I could do it right, I, it can be six figures. So I'd rather yeah. get the six figure and donate it or use it for my business versus not get it. So, right. um, that, so definitely that was kind of part of it. So, yeah. So whenever you first hear, like when you think back to whenever you first heard us talk about uh, you know, you can make you can make money as a speaker. You can make four figures, five figures, six figures as a speaker. Most speakers are like, I'm sure some people could, but I don't think I can, or I don't think that that's relevant or applicable to me. You're doing a lot of speaking at the time, and you're doing a lot of those things for free. So, was did you have a similar mindset, or what would you say to those speakers who are going, I would love to speak, but the idea of getting paid to speak. Um, I'm sure it's feasible for other people, but it's not feasible for me. So it sounds like maybe you were in a similar spot. Yeah, totally. Like I, I had no clue how you move from being paid and not paid, like, or from maybe not paid to paid. Like that just wasn't, it was, I was like, maybe they're like special or they're like super influencers or maybe they're like just really important people. Yeah. Uh, but I knew that I could speak and I knew that I was good at it and I knew that I have messages that make sense. I just had no clue how to monetize them. Yeah. So uh, there are two sides of the equation for who you speak to and what it is that you speak about. What's the problem that you solve? So you've done, sounds like you've done a lot in the tech space. Sounds like you've done a lot of speaking. So how did you start to figure out both sides of those equations for you as far as who do you speak to and what problem uh, that you solve? And especially doing it in a way that you can get paid because just because you speak or just because you're passionate about speaking or just because you're passionate about speaking on a certain topic doesn't necessarily mean that organizations and groups actually pay speakers to talk about that. So how did you start to figure out what that looked like for you and your business? Well, a lot of it is your story. Some of it is your passion. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it that you love talking about and what do you think can really move the needle? And so when you put all of that together, you know, I really believe that all of us has a really, you know, all of us have a really interesting combination and unique combination of expertise, value, skills, right? That nobody else in the world has. So the question right. is how do you articulate it and how do you add the most value out of it? And if you can find that recipe, 
that's where you shine, right? So I looked at all my story um, and it's a lot about breaking barriers and doing things that most women didn't do. And, um, and it's very motivating because I went through a lot of hardships um, and, you know, and I, and I looked at that, but also kind of the lessons learned, right? And if, you know, and when I put it all together, I was like, this is a pretty amazing story. So, and this is what I wanted to convey. What about for someone who may be listening going, I don't, I don't have any fancy story. Like I, I felt like that personally, whenever I got started as a speaker, it was like, I'm a, uh, a white male from the Midwest who's had a pretty normal average life. Like I haven't, you know, uh, cured cancer or, or conquered cancer or climbed Mount Everest or won an Olympic medal. Like there's, there's nothing that I feel like would qualify me in order to be a speaker that a lot of uh, people feel like that you need as these prerequisites. So like you mentioned, you've had kind of a cool story. You've coming up in the tech world as a, um, you know, as a female executive, there's that, which is not not a, a super common thing. So you've got some, some stuff that you could speak about and talk about, but for the speaker who's going like, I don't have that story. I don't have any, you know, quote unquote rags to riches story. What, what would, what would you say to that speaker? I would say, first of all, everybody has a story. It's just a matter of how deep you go and how, where you look. So every single person has a story. Um, we all went through hardship. We all had something that happened either in school. We need to overcome something or we needed to, we had some interesting wins or achievement. And sometimes we don't even call them wins or achievements, but they are. And we yeah. did overcome something. And with that gift, we can help the world. So if we just really kind of think deeper, um, then, then there's a lot of things that we can find when we think about it. So I do believe every single person has a story. You just need to find yours. So you feel like you've got something there. And again, you've been doing a lot of free things. Then you decide like, no, no, I, I want to get paid for this. What are some of those steps that you did to go from free to fee? Um, really followed your guidelines like one by one. I'm like an engineer, you know, you give it to me, <laughs> I do it. So um, first of all, it was a lot about, like you said, like figuring out who you want to talk to, who's your audience, what are your story about, it, whatever. Yeah. Then it was about uh, being um, positioning yourself as a thought leader or as a, a speaker, right? And it, yeah. and it was a lot about, you know, just putting, uh, you know, a website in place, putting, you know, um, some of the examples of, I didn't even have a lot of examples. So I needed to volunteer in different places in order to gain some of these uh, footage because I didn't even have that, right? I never bothered to take a photo or I never bothered to record myself. So there was a lot of that as well. Um, and just starting to position myself as a speaker and, and also amplifying myself, right? So whether you like it or not, we all became a media company in 2007. So whether we, you know, so if we, nobody hears from us, the assumption is that we don't have anything to say. So um, if people are starting to see that I'm speaking in all these places, they don't know if I'm volunteering or paid, like, and it doesn't really matter, but they see me on stages and they see that people love it. And, you know, and that together with the website, you're starting to position yourself. And I remember the first time that I was like, I need an RRM of $500 and I almost like got a heart attack. And I almost said, and if you don't have it, it's okay. But I shut up, right? Yep, yep. <laughs> Just like you teach. And, you know, and from there I went to a thousand and 5,000 and 10,000. So it went up because eventually like it goes into a snowball effect. Um, but the first time is always hard. You're out of your comfort zone as heck. So 
Yeah, I, I tell speakers all the time that it's important to remember any speaker you look up to, you admire, you respect, regardless of what they charge today. There was a time where they charged nothing, and the idea of charging anything just seemed completely ludicrous. And over time, you build that confidence up. And so, do you find that there's anything that you did that accelerated that confidence building, or do you feel like it's just it's part of the process, and that you have to kind of trust the process and, and go along with that? Um, you, first of all, you have to trust the process period. Yeah. Um, I do believe that you also need to amplify your success. And, what do you mean by uh, that? and sometimes it's awkward, but you do need to post the photos of you speaking. You, mm -hmm. do, you do need to so, use it a little more on social media. You need, you do need to sometimes do uh, cold outreach to people and say, Hey, I'm a speaker too. So today I can tell you, uh, or next week I'm speaking in a huge conference in Europe. It's all digital these days. Mm -hmm. But the reason I'm, I got in is because they reached out and said, oh, we have, you know, we can give you a free ticket to the conference. I'm like, this is not going to work. I'm like, I don't go to conferences if I don't speak. Yeah. So they reached out and like, actually, you have an interesting story. We would love to have you as a speaker. And, you know, as long as, but, but you need to dare to do these things. If you're quiet and you don't do it, it's not going to happen. It's not all going to fall on your lap. So you need to take it to yourself. You need, right. you need to acknowledge your value and what you bring and be very concise about it and dare to ask. Hey friends, I got a question for you. Considering where you are in your speaking journey, what are your next steps to take your speaking career to the next level? If your answer is, I, I have no idea or I have too many ideas, I don't know where to start. Let me give you what I believe is the best next step that you can take. I want you to book a call with the Speaker Lab team today over at thespeakerlab.com slash coach. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash coach to see if our personalized coaching program is right for you. We have helped literally thousands of speakers from all over the world find and book more speaking gigs, and we'd love to see if we could help you as well. Our personalized coaching program features done-for-you websites, done-for-you demo videos, weekly coaching calls, access to all of our educational content. We find speaking leads specifically for you and so much more. You've got the talent. You've got the drive. Let us give you the plan to execute. All you got to do is book your call today by going to thespeakerlab.com slash coach. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash coach. Since you do a lot of speaking in the tech industry, both in tech conferences and then just tech companies, uh, I know for a lot of speakers who are interested in speaking in the tech space, they, they kind of wonder like, um, it feels like something either you have to you have to know people on the inside or they're just not really sure where to begin or who hires speakers. So what's been your experience in the tech industry? Who's typically hiring speakers? Who should we be reaching out to? What, what does that look like? Um, it's hard to say. So I would, I would basically split it to two. Um, so one is the actual tech organization that the HR or the event coordinator or somebody is creating like a sales kickoff or a presentation to executive or something. And they're the one that are actually looking for speakers. And in that case, you need, usually you need to either, um, somebody reach out, get a warm introduction or somebody reaches out to them or they need to somehow warm up to you. And mm -hmm. if there's a warm introduction, it's always the easiest. Um, and there's ways to do that too. Um, and then the, on the other hand, there's like the tech conferences. There are more like women in tech or digital week or things that are more general. 
And they're actually easier to get into, I find, um, because you really don't have to know anybody. Like you just need to dare to ask and to have a real crisp story for yourself. And when you've done enough of these more general or, you know, like conferences, then you're suddenly like known for it. And then it's easier to get to, you know, the, the other organizations as well. So to me, this is like an easier path. Um, but by now, I think just HR and event coordinators just either know about me or heard somebody or heard me. And, you know, it does also create some kind of a snowball. In the tech space, what's the difference between events and groups that pay speakers versus those that don't? Because the one challenge that a lot of speakers have is from the outside looking in, you you may not know and you may not know any different um, right. of just like they all events look the same, you know? So is there anything that you've noticed of these types of events or these type of companies or this type of topic typically gets paid, but this topic or this space or this industry or this conference typically doesn't? Any Any right. insight that you can give us there? Right. And, and sometimes it's hard to find. So Grant, I don't think that I have a recipe for it. And sometimes right. there's like companies that wanted to bring me in and suddenly they don't even have budget for $5,000. I'm like, so, you know, that was that I, I find that weird. Right. Mm-hmm. But so it's hard to find to, to understand. Um, but there's a few things that, and you talk about some of them. So First of all, um, or all of them, whatever, but, but one of them is that it depends on what you're bringing to speak about. So, or in what I would say, if you're in a small breakout session, that's usually not paid. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other hand, if you're a keynote or workshop, that's many times is paid, yeah. right? So you also need to understand what are you aiming for? Um, so that's one. So that's kind of, you know, what kind of talk am I even going to do? Um, Oh my God. Now like everything is like, <laughs> and then <laughs> I, I hear the you, siren. Like, I know this is like hardcore. Uh, <laughs> um, but then, um, and then there's, there's that organizations that, um, they're not going to be the early stage startups, you know, and, and sometimes it's harder to get into the very, you know, a hundred thousand people, um, you know, like the oracles of the world, because they're mm-hmm. going to have such a big budget for speakers. They're going to go to the, you know, the event coordinators that they know or the bureaus that they know, and they're going to get the speakers there. But the, what I found is kind of like the, the best ones are kind of like 2 billion and below, you know, just in terms of, you know, kind of market cap. Um, so maybe somewhere around between a hundred million or 50 million and 2 billion, like that, that seemed to be like the best ones for me because they are not as big in terms of they not going to necessarily going to look for the most impressive speaker they can find. Um, and they keep on wanting new stories and new things, um, for the team. And on the other hand, they do have a budget, so they're not like super lean and, um, so that, that's been kind of an interesting one to break it down to for me. Well, and you make a great point there that's relevant and applicable for any industry is oftentimes we assume that, you know, these big companies that we look up to, they have big budgets. And so they, you know, that, that they would never hire a speaker like us. And that may be the case, but there's also plenty of, of organizations, companies, groups, conferences, and events that don't have a huge budget. They have a small budget and that doesn't mean that they want a crappy speaker. They still want a great speaker. They want a speaker that provides great value that can come and and fits within their budget. And so especially early on for speakers, if you can fill that gap, 
gap and fill that void, you can get a exactly. lot of opportunities because you are, everybody lo loves a good deal. Everybody loves a good value, whether that's as a speaker or just you know, going to a restaurant or going to a hotel or anything, any type of experience where you're like, I got way more than what I paid. And if you're able as a speaker to provide that to clients and events and audiences, it's really, it helps to really uh, quickly accelerate your growth as a speaker. Have you found that to be the case? Oh, absolutely. You're totally right. And, and to some extent, if you think about it, I mean, first of all, from a value point of view, and that's something just to keep in mind, okay, the organization needs value. And if you can show that with the value that you're bringing, you're even just getting the sales team, maybe, and I'm just giving an example, right? The sales team, just 1% more motivated, yeah. right? If they're selling $1 billion worth of software, this is worth what, like, you know, 10 million for them? Right. Heck yeah, they can afford $10,000, right? So this is, first of all, just in terms of how you kind of look at yourself and charging for it. And then in terms of, um, um, you know, like, the people that you're going after, it's, it's sometimes it's actually not the big keynotes. It's not necessarily the sales kickoff where all the bells and whistles but it's actually the um, like the teams that want to give a lot of value to the product team or to the leadership team. And mm -hmm. they're going to do a smaller event and they'll need a budget that is more around 5,000, 10,000 versus 50,000. And that's kind of where we can shine in terms of, you know, speaking in that kind of category. Yeah. Um, so sometimes it's good to find not necessarily the biggest keynotes, but, you know, where they actually just want to move the team to a better performance, for example. Uh, I want to shift gears for a second. You, you kind of touched on this, but you, uh, as of this recording right now, we're kind of in the thick of, of COVID land. And obviously 2020 has just been a weird, weird year. It has affected a lot of industries, but especially the speaking industry. You mentioned you're in California. You're speaking at an event next week in Europe. Uh, and it allows us to, to speak at events all over the world, perhaps, that maybe normally uh, physically, geographically, it'd be a little bit more difficult. So how has, how has COVID affected your speaking business, your industry? Uh, and how are you thinking about what speaking looks like for you going forward? Right. So first of all, I did change a little bit um, in terms of, um, and I know that I really love that you have this um, form to see how much you should charge, right? Yeah, because yeah. I, I found that brilliant because I think a lot of things, a lot of times, it's not as much for the money as we just need to be there for whatever reason it is, right? So how much mm -hmm. is it worth it for you? Um, so first of all, I did change a little bit in terms of Right now, this is just such a good lead generation for me that it's actually worth for me to sometimes even create some kind of an affiliate with the event. And I literally give them $1,000 for every executive that signs up to my yearly program. So for them, they're like, heck yes, like we want that, right? Because not only that they don't need to pay me, they actually going to make money out of my speaking engagement. So first of all, that's something that I did do uh, a little bit. Um, and then in terms of, um, speaking engagements, you know, just the fact that you can speak all over the world right now is definitely like a plus, right? Yeah. So maybe I don't charge as much because I don't travel. I'm not taking three days. So it's, it's a very different ballpark. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, I can sit over zoom, hopefully not under fire, <laughs> but I can speak over Zoom and I told you I have all the fancy, you know, mic and camera and everything is and I can do a really good uh, keynote there. So and by the way, half of the conferences don't even want to risk it. So it's recorded. Yeah. So you don't even need to be there on time. Like 
the Europe one might be in the middle of the night. I won't even know. <laughs> like yeah. it's recorded. I sent the video. Like I'm done. Like this was done in like 30 minutes. You know, <laughs> it's yeah. like what else can you get? So interesting. So it sounds like the in in some ways that that speaking has been obviously you know massively impacted by COVID and has caused speakers to sh- change their models and be aware of their speaking and business models. And so it sounds like in your case, it's actually been a, a good thing that it's it's led yeah. to some more uh, coaching clients. It's led to some more affiliate opportunities. It's led, it's led to you being able to speak to some different um, organizations and groups around the world that maybe normally you wouldn't have been able to speak to. Uh, it sounds like that that's basically been the case. Oh, can't hear you yet. Sorry, did I lose you? There we go. You're back. You're back. Sorry, sorry. Um, yeah. No, so let me. I'm, I'll tell you what. I'll I'll just re-ask the question, and we can, yeah, we can yeah, take okay. it from there. Um, so it sounds like uh, with COVID that it's obviously affected a, a lot of different businesses, especially the speaking business. Yours is one where it sounds like it's affected it in a positive way, where it's allowed you to uh, do some lead generation to fill other parts of your business, have having other streams of, in, of income and revenue. But it's also allowed you to speak to maybe a broader audience, like you mentioned, the Europe thing that's happening oh, yeah. that you don't actually have to be there. You know, the the time, the Huge. the commitment that would re- it would require for you to go from California to Europe to do a one talk. Now you can pre record it, they can watch it while you sleep. Uh, and it still continues to generate business for you. Exactly. So it sounds like in some ways that the COVID and the shifts that it's caused in the speaking industry, it's actually been a really, really good thing for you. Yeah, I'm almost embarrassed to say, but it has. <laughs> it's been great. Um, so yeah, so so just the fact that you know, all of us needed to adapt. Yeah. I mean, it's a different situation and we needed to reinvent ourselves, which is kind of what I'm teaching anyway. Uh, so we needed to reinvent ourselves and figure out models that work. And as long as you found them, uh, I think, you know, there's definitely ways to be very successful during COVID. So uh, let's wrap up with this. There are speakers who are listening, watching right now who are going, I would, I would love to do this. I've been doing some free speaking. I would love to get paid to do this. Uh, I don't know what I don't know. I don't know what to do next. What would you say to those speakers? Oh, first of all, sign up to <laughs> Grant <laughs> because I, you know, I, it was, you know, it was a webinar. I didn't know anything about you. I, you know, I tried to look a little bit before the webinar at some things that you spoke, but I was like, you know what? The, the, the most money that I'm not, like the, the biggest loss is the money that I'm not making. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, it's a no brainer to invest in myself in order to take it to the next level. And, you know, and I remember that you said something like you're going to make it in, you know, I don't remember the first year or whatever. And I think I like 10 X it, you know, the wow. first year, it was just like, this is crazy. Like, I love it. So you changed my life brand. I'm not, I'm not, I told you I I'm, I'm an advocate. So it definitely changed my life. And I tell you what more, like seriously, First of all, you want to probably get paid to speak. But there's another thing. When you really t- position yourself as a speaker, as a thought leader, mm-hmm. 
there's amazing things that start happening. And suddenly people are looking at you a very serious way and they're paying you premium for the value that you bring. And they're, you know, they want you as advisors. They want you on the board. Like it's kind of like a snowball effect that happens. And I swear it happened. You started when they saw me on stages. So so if I, you know, if I look at my business that made, you know, six figures in the very first year, it's because of you. Like, I think a lot of it is because I was able to position myself and have that platform and position myself as a speaker. So a lot of it is you. Wow. Very cool. Yeah. That's humbling. Uh, and I, I uh, certainly appreciate the, the kind words, but uh, listen, we can show you what to do, but you got to do the work and you've certainly done that and the results speak for themselves. So huge, huge congrats on, on all your success, Alana. If, if people want to find out more about you and what you're up to, where can we go? Uh, IlanaGolan.com. Awesome. Um, probably the easiest LinkedIn, Facebook. I'm all over, but IlanaGolan.com works. <laughs> Very good. Alana, thanks for the time. We appreciate it. Grant, thank you. Sorry for the circumstances and thanks for being awesome as always. <laughs> you bet, you bet. <laughs> All right, there you go. Hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Speaker Lab Podcast. And before you take off, don't forget if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a rating and review within iTunes. We read every single one of those. It helps, it helps other people to find the show. Listen, we, we don't charge anything for you to listen to these. We don't have any ads or anything. We do this because we want to serve and support speakers like you. So one small favor we ask of you is that you would leave us some type of a rating and review. Again, we really, really do appreciate that. If you're looking for more help, support as a speaker as you build and grow your business at whatever stage you're at, don't forget to check out thespeakerlab.com, thespeakerlab.com. We got a ton of free resources and tools over there. So again, check it out over at thespeakerlab.com. All right, my friends, that wraps up today's episode. We appreciate you hanging out with us and we'll catch you next time. You're awesome.